At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook, a Tuesday show for you. We will do, obviously, Mets and the Dodgers, a huge series starts tonight. Yankees play the Angels, so New York versus LA, New York versus LA. A little later in the show, we'll touch on some college football just because we don't spend a lot of time on college on the show. And once the NFL season starts with both teams and both. New York baseball teams in a pennant race. I don't know how much college we're going to do, but we'll touch on it a little later in the show. But we got to start here with baseball. The Yankees lose another game last night on the West Coast. Another dreadful performance. They are minus 175 favorites tonight against the Angels. I would take the Angels plus a run and a half. I mentioned the other day, and we'll come back to the Yankees. I want to touch on the Mets-Dodgers because it's such a huge series. But mentioned the other day, I think it was yesterday, that go back and forth here between the Yankees being a legitimate title contender and a fatally flawed team, and it depends what day of the week you ask me, starting to come to the point where uh, today at least is one of those days where they are a fatally flawed team, and it's just very hard to see this team holding up the trophy here in a couple months. They are just they have so many issues. Montas has been a disaster. They can't hit. And it goes back to really being cheap, being going for the discount aisle. Instead of trading for Luis Castillo, who might be as good as Cole, Castillo is phenomenal. He was, he's was he been great for Seattle. He was rumored to go to the Yankees. He goes to Seattle. The Yankees get Montas. Montas has been a disaster. For the Yankees, instead of getting, and I know everyone loves Rizzo. I said this yesterday. Everyone, you know, there's no more beloved 220 hitter in the world than Anthony Rizzo. And he had a home run last night. He's a nice player. He's got a good glove. He's got a good Yankee Stadium swing. Freddie Freeman is a much better player than Rizzo. So you settle for Rizzo instead of Freeman. You settle for Montas instead of Castillo. You don't go after Soto. You get Ben Attendee instead. You pass on Corey Seager. Corey Seager could be playing shortstop for this team. 
Machado and Harper in past years, they've just gotten very cheap here with money, with prospects, and it's come back to bite them. Torres has really regressed. Torres isn't a guy we spent a lot of time talking about on the show. Torres was a guy who came up in 2018. Remember, he was a big part of the Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs trade. And the Yankees get Chapman back. They get Torres, call him up in 2018, and he was outstanding as a rookie. 2019, he flirts with 40 homers. He looked like he was a perennial all-star MVP candidate year in, year out. One of the five or ten best players in baseball. He looked like he was headed for that path. A second baseman, middle infielder with that kind of power. And again, 2019, that was the juice ball. So maybe that has a little to do with it. But he looked like he was on a path to being an outstanding elite level player. And he is really just a mediocre player. We know the shortstop doesn't hit at all. Donaldson's washed up at third base. You go down the line. If Judge and Stanton don't hit home runs. And they're Stanton's feast or famine. Judge is more consistent, but if those guys don't hit homers, it's just very hard for them to score. So uh, I would take the Angels plus one and a half, but it's really, it's not a lot of fun, especially on the West Coast. The Yankees never play well on the West Coast, but it's not a lot of fun staying up to watch your team until 1.32 in the morning, watching them get four or five hits and not scoring any runs. And they lose last night four to three. The under comes through. So that is 14 straight wins for this show on this podcast, which uh, hopefully you're following along. Hopefully we're making you some money. The picks have been really good. So Tell your friends, share the show, anything you do to help promote the show. We appreciate the picks have been good, so hopefully you've been following along. And you look up now, they are six up in the loss column on Tampa. And I think they're okay. I think they're in good shape, but they do play Tampa this weekend. So, hey, the Yankees, they have a habit here. They get in these funks, and it's not like you know other good teams where you don't play well for a few games and you know they're going to snap out of it. The Mets lose a couple games in a row, you know they're going to snap out of it. These other teams, they lose one or two, they, you know they're going to come out of it and, and play well at some point. The Yankees, you just never know. They could go a week where they lose every game, every day for a week straight. You just never know with the Yankees. So two more against the Angels tonight, and then Labor Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they get Tampa. So six ahead of Tampa in the loss column, seven ahead of Toronto in the loss column. There's only 30-something games left. You're in good shape. But with how streaky the Yankees are, again, you feel good about them winning the division. But a bad stretch here. If Tampa sweeps you, if you, if you let's just say you split the next two and Tampa sweeps you, you could be up, look, look in a situation where only up two or three on Tampa. And then you got to hang on and, and really play well over the le- next month, the last month, to win the division. So you can't really trust the Yankees right now. I think they'll win the division. I think they're okay. But Tampa's in a position here where they're at least within shouting distance, where if they get hot for a week, the Yankees play poorly for a week, this thing could really tighten up. But this is about as close as it's been. The Yankees have run away and hit with this division. Six in the loss column. That's about as close as it's been in a long time. That Saturday where Cole got bombed a couple weeks ago against the Blue Jays. Not got bombed, but blew a lead, and the Yankees were really playing terribly before they won five in a row. That Saturday, it got cut to six in the loss column. Toronto was the second-place team. As Toronto and Tampa have sort of flip-flopped back and forth here between who's in second. Uh, so the Yankees still have some work to do. you got to win some of these games. Now, if you just win one of these games against Tampa, say you split these two and win one against Tampa, you keep it at five or so in the loss, you should be okay. But just with how prone to streaks the Yankees are, you have to be concerned. They are just not a good team right now. Montas has been a disaster. All sorts of issues in the lineup. The Yankees, just not a good baseball team. But... Two teams that are good baseball teams will square off tonight. And the only thing I can wish for, the only thing we can hope for as baseball fans is we see this matchup again in the NLCS. It is the Mets and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are minus 140, total 8.5. 
I like the over here. It is Heaney going against Walker. I, we don't give out too many overs on this show. Usually it's under or nothing or we give out a side. I think there'll be some runs here. Walker's been a disaster. Same thing as last year. Remember last year he was an all-star, then he was horrible in the second half of the year. Never won another game. Never even threw another decent game, really. It's, it's kind of following the same pattern this year where he's just been really bad the second half of the season. So... Um, you, know, you look at this situation. Heaney was on the Yankees last year. Remember, they got him around the trade deadline. He was awful for the Yankees. So I would think both teams would both teams would score some runs. I would go over eight and a half, and I would. I think the Dodgers beat him tonight. Now, if you're the Mets, you got to ask yourself this question: three game series against the Dodgers, and we went through it the other day. Even if you lose two out of three to the Dodgers, two out of three to the Brewers, two out of three to the Braves, your only three tough remaining series. You can still get to 23 and 10 over your last 30 games, 33 games, because of how easy your schedule is. So it's not the end of the world if you lose two out of three. Would you sign for just taking one out of these three? DeGrom pitches tomorrow, and then Bassett pitches Thursday. So as long as you win one, you're okay, I think, just because after this, it's the Nationals, it's the Cubs, it's the Pirates. It's such an easy schedule. That being said, if you do lose two out of three, you're probably going to only be up one game when you wake up on Friday because Atlanta gets Colorado for three. Freed is going against the Rockies. Uh, I think the that Atlanta, they'll continue to beat up on these bad teams. I would expect them to sweep Colorado. So if you lose two out of three here, chances are this tightens up and gets back to one. But after that, it is pretty smooth sailing here for the Mets. Again, should be a great atmosphere tonight. Should just be a lot of fun. Lively crowd. The Mets, I think the Mets and the Mets fans probably want to prove that, hey, we belong on this level with the Dodgers. I know the Dodgers, 89 and 38, 51 games over 500. Hey, that's what happens when you spend money. You get a good team. Now, the Dodgers have been the best team in baseball for pretty much like a decade, and they only have one World Series to show for it, and it was a World Series in a shortened year. So just because you spend the money doesn't guarantee you a, a chance, doesn't guarantee you a championship. But it puts you in the mix here, and it gives you a really good team. And it's an advantage you don't use if you don't spend the money. So the Dodgers use those advantages. They have limitless money. They spend it, and they have just a machine of a baseball team. Now, I don't love their pitching. Their starting pitching is not great. When you look at Heaney, Tyler Anderson's pitched well for them. But you know these guys in a playoff setting, I don't know that they're built for the playoffs. Kimbrell at the end of the game would concern you. So I think the Mets are better suited for the playoffs. But the Dodgers lineup is just so dominant. It'll be a fascinating matchup. It's just a great contrast of great offense of the Dodgers, the great pitching of the Mets. If we could ever get six or seven games of these in the playoffs, it would just be so much fun. But I do think the Dodgers win tonight. I think they'll hammer Walker. I think the Mets will score plenty of runs too. So I, I would expect a higher scoring game. You can go over eight and a half at Bet Rivers. Dodgers at minus 140 is a cheap price. You could look at it and say, hey, the Mets, you're getting the Mets at home as an underdog. That doesn't happen too often, but doesn't happen too often where you play a team that's 51 games over 500, and I just don't like what I've seen from Walker. So would expect the, the Dodgers to win tonight. I would think the Mets would win tomorrow night, and then who knows in the third game. So if you could ever win two out of three here, you'd be in absolutely fantastic shape as after this, you get the Nationals. The se this schedule just breaks perfectly for you. Once you clear this series, you do have the Braves down the road, but ideal scenario for the Mets, those games against the Braves late September, early October – where I don't want to say they're meaning meaningless because that's asking a lot to put the Braves away with six games to play. I don't know that you can shake the Braves. I don't know that you can shake the Braves, but you want to be in a position where, hey, if we win one against the Braves late in September, we win the division. You, you got to think here. You got to have some hope if you're the Mets that maybe the Braves who have been chasing, chasing, chasing. It's almost like in a basketball game when you're down 20 points. You got to play perfectly the rest of the way to catch up. The way the Braves lost Saturday 
blowing a late lead and then blew another late lead on Sunday. You wonder, you hope that takes a little out of them where they finally go on a slump. They lose, you know, four out of six, which hasn't happened. They've, they lost four out of five to the Mets. They bounce right back, win 13 out of 15. They've played incredible baseball here for a long time. They just win basically every night. They've now lost two in a row, so you wonder if that breaks them a little, but they see the perfect opponent. They see the Rockies, then they see the Marlins, the Pirates. They'll probably go 7-1 their next eight games as they play those three teams. Then their schedule gets a little tougher against the Giants, against the Mariners. They get the Phillies. So just kind of sort of hold serve here if you're the Mets. Tough three-game series. The Braves have an easy three-game series, but after this, it reverses where the Mets have an easy schedule. The Braves have an easy schedule for four or five games after that, but then it gets tougher for Atlanta while it stays easy for the Mets. So the Mets, I think, are going to win 105 games. I don't know that Atlanta can get to 105. So I don't know that you're going to run away from Atlanta either. Atlanta's a really good team, but should be a fun atmosphere tonight. A lively crowd, two outstanding teams. I think we'll get a lot of runs. I think we'll get three good ball games here. And hopefully we see this again come October. So the picks, just to recap, Angels plus a running a half. The Dodgers, the over eight and a half in the Dodgers-Mets game. And I'll throw a bonus pick in here. The Marlins are playing the Rays. That's relevant, obviously, because the Rays are chasing the Yankees. I will go under 6.5 as McClanahan against Lazardo. That's a very good pitching matchup. McClanahan was the favorite to win the Cy Young for a while. He's not anymore. He's fallen off a little bit, but he should be able to handle that Marlins lineup. And Lazardo, who was great when he came up a couple years ago for the A's, has not didn't pitch well for a long stretch last year. He's sort of back on track now. I would expect him to pitch well. Should be a... 3-2 to two type of game tonight between the Marlins and the Rays. So those are the four picks. Under in the Rays-Marlins, over Mets-Dodgers. I like the Dodgers, and I like the Angels plus one and a half. Getting a little greedy here, giving out four picks. Usually it's one or two a day. That's how we've kept the streak alive. So keep tailing. Hopefully you keep winning. I, I know it's going to come to an end at some point. So hopefully it's not tonight. Hopefully the picks stay good. But when we come back, we'll do a little college football. We'll spend some time on that. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Kickoff college football with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers every Saturday of the college football season for a 20% parlay profit boost of at least three legs. With new promotions and props every day, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. It's a whole new game. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Don't have any picks yet in college for this week. Uh, maybe later in the week I'll have some thoughts on some of these games. It finally kicks off in full swing. I don't know why they do this. They have this little appetizer week where they give you six or seven kind of crappy games, and we all love them just because it's football, it's college football, it's back on TV. But this week it's in full swing. You actually get some good games here. You get a bunch of games Thursday, a bunch of games Thursday, West Virginia Pitt, Penn State, Purdue. Uh, Tennessee, who I know a lot of people are high on this year. The quarterback, Hooker, is a good player. And then Saturday, it kicks off with a lot of good games, a lot of top 25 games. Utah, who a lot of people are high on, sort of a sleeper to make the college football playoff. Minus three against Florida, total 51. Ohio State and Notre Dame, that's probably the marquee one. And you look at it, wow, Ohio State and Notre Dame. It is a 17.5 point line at Bet Rivers. Total is 59. You get the sense Ohio State's good for it. Notre Dame seems to have, you know, they put together these nice 10-1, and 11-2 seasons, but when they step up in competition, they have a habit of getting their doors blown off. I would think Ohio State, who is just loaded with pro talent, the quarterback might be the first pick in the draft. 
receivers all over the place that are going to play in the NFL. They are a legitimate, just loaded offense. They are a really good football team. Sort of co-favorites here with Alabama to make the national title game, win the national championship. What other? What else do we have here? Boise State, Oregon's okay. That's a pretty good game. Oregon, Georgia's another marquee one. But again, you look at that spread. It's 17, total's 53. Georgia obviously lost a lot of talent last year to the NFL, but it's Georgia, so they reloaded. Even though it's sort of like a mini Bama where you lose seven or eight guys to the NFL in the first round, well, you got six or seven guys that are waiting to step up that are going to play in the NFL too. So they're probably not going to be quite as good, but they are a big favorite, 17-point favorite over Oregon. Cincinnati, Arkansas, both teams are ranked there. Arkansas is minus six, totals 52. Florida State, LSU, that's another sort of weird conference game. Both of those programs looking to get on track. I mean, you remember Florida State was just a dynasty. I remember growing up, Florida State was top two or three literally every single year for like 15 years. They have really fallen off the last five or six years. They're looking to get back on track. Obviously, LSU has been a disaster since they won that national title. And really what was one of the all-time loaded teams, that 2019 team with Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jefferson. You just go down the line pro after pro after pro and good pro after pro. So it's LSU hosting Florida State. That line is three. Just from a local perspective, UConn played last week. They looked a little better, but their quarterback got hurt. And when I say they looked a little better, they've been one of the worst teams in the country the last five years. They got to the point where... There's talk of them folding the program, talk of them going to 1AA. They're just non-competitive. They actually looked okay against Utah State. They got up 14-0. They showed a little life. That coach isn't – I mean, the coach, Mora, coached in the NFL. He won a playoff game. He, he coached, I believe, in an NFC title game. I think that was 2004 when he coached Vic. They got a first-round bye. They won a playoff game. He was one win away from the Super Bowl. Now he's coaching UConn. So you figure this is the last-ditch ditch effort. They paid a lot of money to Mora to turn the program around. Edsall was a disaster his second go-around. They've gone through all these coaches here. They cycled through one after another. They finally got a guy, I think, that can at least make them respectable, competitive. Remember, early 2000s, UConn played in, well, it was 2010, they played in that bowl against Oklahoma, which was a big-time bowl. They had the teams with Orlowski that were competitive that made bowls. So you figure UConn, now it's a basketball school. If you've ever been to Storrs, Connecticut, it's a tough place to recruit. It's in the middle of nowhere. You know, people use the fact that it's a basketball school against them, and even their basketball has fallen off from their heyday. But you figure maybe UConn can get back on track as they are. Let's see who they have this week as you go through the lines at Bet Rivers. And I'll give you some big picture thoughts here. We'll get to the futures here for UConn football, for uh, for the college football just in general, as UConn lost 31 20 this week. Oh, their line's off the board because they're playing a D2 or 1AA Central. Then they play Syracuse next week. As we look at the odds to win the title in Bet Rivers, and this is my problem with college football, and I wonder if it becomes a problem, which I don't know what it does because everyone just seems to love college football. They love the atmosphere. They love the fact that these games are on all day. There's a, a romance about college football that you like. But as we get to the odds here, Alabama plus 150, Ohio State plus 250, Georgia's plus 450, Clemson is 10 to 1, Oklahoma's 40 to 1. Texas A&M's 20 to 1, Notre Dame's 45 to 1, Michigan's 50 to 1, Oregon 50 to 1. The problem with college football, it's the same three or four teams. We're starting the season this weekend. We already know you can already eliminate what are there 300 something division 1 teams. You can already eliminate all but three or four of them. It's Bama, it's Ohio State, it's Clemson and it's Georgia every single year. Every single year. Now once in a while Notre Dame sneaks into the playoff, they get their teeth kicked in. Last year, Cincinnati, same thing. They sneak into the playoffs. Oh, great story. Cinderella, they get run off the field. 
Oklahoma's made the playoffs a few times. They get buried every time they make it. It's just, you get, uh, all right, LSU, I mentioned they won the title as 2019. Once in a while, that's sort of an outlier. You get a, a great LSU team that wins it. But for the most part, you start the season, and it's just, it's the same few teams. It's Bama, it's Georgia, it's Ohio State. Clemson's falling off a little bit. We'll see what happens with their quarterback. But it's the same three or four teams. It's very repetitive. It really is. And... You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe USC has a resurgence with their new coach, Lincoln Riley, who everybody loves. I think he's a little overrated. Never won anything at Oklahoma. I know he's good at offense. He's good at recruiting. But maybe you get USC back in the picture. Maybe you get Miami back in the picture. Florida, Florida State. It's just the same three, four teams. It's There's no balance. There's no competitive balance. There's no drama. You know, you pretty much just put Alabama and Ohio State in the finals right now in the in the championship. And the playoffs aren't competitive. Like last year, Michigan, they were a nice story. They get in. Georgia beats them by 100 points. So there's just no competitive. The playoffs, which was a good idea. I liked it. But having a 14 playoff, I actually think it's perfect at four teams. I'm sure they're going to expand it to 6, 8, 12, 16. These teams, all these sports expand all their playoffs because it's more revenue. It's more money. But I actually think four is a decent number. You could talk me into six, but I don't want to start putting in two, three lost teams in there. That, to me, defeats the purpose of the of the regular season a little bit. But there's just no balance. There's no competitiveness. Even the playoff games are all blowouts. Bama always wins their first-round game against whether it's Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. They just kill everybody in the first round. There's no balance to the sport. There's no drama. There's no Cinderella's in this sport whatsoever. If you sneak into the playoffs, usually you just get killed. So trying to find a long shot, a sleeper. I mentioned Utah. A lot of people like them as a sleeper to get in the playoffs. All right, maybe they could get in the playoffs. It's a good team. But what are they going to do when they get there? They're going to run into Bama. They're going to run into Ohio State. And unless Bama or Ohio State loses their quarterback, Bama's going to win the game by 30 points. Ohio State's going to win the game by 30 points. So I wonder if it ends up being an issue for college. This whole idea of the playoff, like I said, hasn't worked out. It's it's not very – they were hoping, I think, with the playoff that you get teams from the east, the north, the south, the west, and it would be a national thing. It's really regional where it's the same few teams. It's a bunch of teams from the south. Once in a while you get Notre Dame. Oklahoma, but it's Clemson, Georgia, Bama. You get your Ohio State. It's just, it's very, these programs, these good programs sort of have a monopoly on this thing. Who knows? Saban probably doesn't have another five years left in him. That's an interesting question. How, how much longer is Saban going to be doing this? Two years? Three years? I mean, he looks great for his age. I think he's 73. He looks great for his age. Maybe he's still doing this five years from now. Maybe when he retires, and that'd be interesting to see what happens to Bama when he retires. Maybe when he retires, the the balance evens out a little bit more where Bama's not Bama anymore. If you remember, before Saban got there, 2007, 2008, I know they were good in whatever, the 50s and the 60s, but they went a long time where they were very mediocre. Saban gets there, and they're just basically unbeatable for 10, 15 years. It'd be interesting once Saban leaves if the sport sort of evens out, but I do think it's a problem just from a general fan standpoint where you look at this and the season's about to start, and you already know the three or four teams that are in the mix. So... Still be fun to watch. Maybe I'll get you some picks by the end of the week. I'll do a little research on these teams. It's fun to watch. It's fun to bet on. I, I mean, I like it. Sit there on a Saturday afternoon and watch these games. They're fun. I mean, they are a lot of fun. There's something about college that's really enjoyable. The different styles, the different offenses. You have a team like Navy that runs the triple option and runs the ball 100 times a game. And then you have these teams that basically never run the ball and they're just pass happy and they throw it every down. So you like the different styles. The different uniforms, there's something fun about college football, but I do think it's an issue that there's just no lack of balance. And again, just pencil in Ohio State and Bama in the, in the finals right now. Play a best of seven, and we can just get rid of the rest of these teams because I don't know, other than Georgia, Clemson, I don't know that there's a 15 that's a, a really a factor here. So 
there's a decent chance those are the four teams in the playoffs. Maybe one of them slips out. Clemson has a bad year and somebody sneaks in like Utah or Oklahoma, something like that. I don't think USC is ready, but we'll keep an eye on it. We'll spend some time on it along the way, but that'll do it for today. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have some guests. We'll talk some NFL, Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, a little bit of everything. Hopefully the streak continues in terms of the picks. Don't forget to download, rate, review, and subscribe. See you tomorrow. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.